Hi, I'm George Strayton, screenwriter of Hercules and Xena Warrior Princess, and you're listening to Genretainment. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Genretainment over at SciFiPulseRadio.com. We're your hosts, Marks. And Julie, and Genretainment is where we talk about what's happening in the world of film, TV, and web series. This is where we give you interviews with writers, directors, producers, and actors in both independent and not-so-independent creations. Now, for this episode, we are speaking with web series creators and game designers Javier Palenzuela and Ed Shannon. And we discuss their web series Game Nights and their Kickstarter for the parody role-playing game Beasties and Bygones. These comedians and filmmakers talk about how they created a half-live action and half-animated web series and their quest to make their fictional role-playing game into a reality. Now, before we start the interview, we want to point out that the music you just heard at the beginning of the show was a snippet from the theme song from our web series, Reality on Demand. It was a song composed and performed by our friend Tishon Hardy. You can find our web series at realityondemandseries.com. Now, as some of you already know, I'm a member of the International Academy of Web Television Awards Committee. Mm-hmm. And if you like or are interested in web series, you should really check out the list of nominees that we've announced for 2015. They're all excellent shows. I'm sure you're going to find one that you'll enjoy. At least one. Probably can, more. <laughs> and you can check that out over at iewtv.org. One of the cool things about this year is that my publisher, Michael Weezy Publishing, is actually giving away copies of my book to the winners. Television on the Wild Wild Web, How to Blaze Your Own Trail. Very excited. I want to thank them for supporting the award show, which you can actually watch live streaming from Las Vegas on April 15th. Tax day. Yes, (laughs) tax day. So just to to relieve the pain of taxes. Apparently, at least if you're a winner or you're partying (laughs) in Vegas. I also want to mention that, as many of you know, we have not been very good about numbering our episodes. Oops. <laughs> uh, but I believe, I think, this makes episode 71-ish. Oh, sounds uh, good to me. Since if... our move to Sci-Fi Pulse Radio Channel. We have more yeah. prior to that. Uh, so it's the new math. Yeah, the new math. Okay. So uh, someday I'll backtrack and number them all and also see if we can get some of those uh, pre-Sci-Fi Pulse Radio episodes up too. So something to look forward to. Yeah. And another thing to look forward to is our interview that's right now, which is with... Which is with Javier Palenzuela and Ed Shannon. Hi, Javier and Ed. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. I'm glad to be here. We first met you two a couple years back at Gen Con in Indianapolis Mm -hmm. uh, when you were promoting, um, I think at the time, new web series. Game Night. Mm Mm-hmm. And now we're talking with you both again about that show and also a new Kickstarter you have going on right now. So why don't we go ahead and start off with Game Nights, and can you fill in our audience a little bit on what that show's about? Sure. Uh, game Nights is basically kind of about gamers, and uh, it's about our game night. So every episode, the gamers are sitting around the table, and uh, you know there's sort of Kevin Smithy sort of banter going back and forth, and there's drama within their lives. But they're all. But every you know week they get together and they play this uh, parody of D and D called D and D Beasties and Bygones, <laughs> and it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like South Park meets Dungeons and Dragons, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know the game that they play, though they take it very seriously. The game, the actual like story world that they play in, is very satirical, and you know so a lot of like madcap stuff happens and all this stuff. But the way we represent it on the show Game Night is we use animation, so it's two D animation and um, half cartoon, half live action. So to represent, like, a lot of, you know, web series are using, you know, like, you know, live action to represent the characters in the story, uh, you know, whether in their woods, in the woods or trees or other places, you know, and, and that's great, but there's a limit there, you know, we wanted to just, with animation, allows us to really, it's, it's about escape, these people are playing this game to escape their, their mundane lives or, or issues in their lives, and mm-hmm. there's something missing in their lives, so in the game, they get to live out 
something that's missing, whether it's, uh, you know, romance or um, control because their parents are, um, you know, um, are getting a divorce or whatever it is in their life. But it's very satirical, and, and uh, we've been doing it now for a while, and, it's, you know, the animation takes a while, but Gen Con was, has been sort of our staple for promotion, and, it, you know, it's very cool to, to, to go show our stuff there every year. But Game Nights is um, a, the first episode, episode one, part one. So what we did is we, we split the, you know, the animation takes so long that we split. We're doing traditional 22-minute animation animated episodes, um, but we're chopping them in half so that the actual web series will be released 10 minutes at a time. So the first 10 minutes are up, at the Kickstarter page right now. Getting good reviews. Oh, good. So how many episodes do you have up currently then? Well, what we did was we created a, when we first met you, we had a, a pilot. So we created a 15-minute pilot that, that kind of we used to uh, to figure out how we're going to do this. Uh-huh. To, to, you know, so that, to, to figure out what, you know, because it, it's sort of ambitious to use animation and, and there were a lot of like technical hiccups along the way. So the pilot you know, it, it's very funny, and uh, it still works, um, but you, when you watch the pilot and you see episode one, part one, um, you know, back-to-back, back, you do see where we've grown a lot. Um, so, yeah, so we do, have one episode. Do we have the, the pilot, pilot up? The pilot is up as well. It's available, hopefully, with this Kickstarter. Uh, what we plan to do as part of the rewards is we're going we're gonna to release ep- uh, uh, Game Night's episode one, part one, the first 10 minutes of the whole show. At the same time, we're going uh, to release a bloopers reel we've been working on, we're polishing up the pilot right now so that when we release and give, you know, and give everybody a glimpse into what started it all. Um, and, and it's also continuous. I mean, the pilot, it, it happened. Part of the story. Um, it's just superfluous in some ways to it's sort of like, you know, maybe a backstory, if you will. So the pilot's up and then that's 15 minutes plus we have 10 minutes. So that's 25 minutes plus the blooper reel. And also we're, gonna, we're dealing with behind the scenes things. And then our idea there is to finish the second half of episode one, which is another full 10 minutes with, you know, half animation. It's already shot. So um, then we will deliver, you know, the second half of, of episode one, part one. And every pledge level gets a, a copy of the show, episode one, part one, um, 1080p, you know, with, you know, D, no DRM. Basically, the second half, we're working on it, but it's going to take a little while. And so we plan to deliver that, you know, as sort of like a mid-campaign after, after we funded you know, once we've polished it up, we'll, we'll deliver that. And then, um, you know, when it comes to oh, the, next, the next episode, it's written. It's written, mm-hmm. And uh, the one after that's written as well. Oh, okay. And, and like you said, it's it's like half animated. You know, the fantasy scenes are animated. I'm kind of curious why, well, you said a little bit why you, why you did that, but I'm just curious what your animation background was beforehand. And, and like you said, it takes a while. How long does it take to do this? <laughs> Basically, what was your background? And did you think, oh, holy crap, what did we do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm used to that. I am like, I, a lot of us, you know, I'm definitely, uh, you know, reach for the stars type of guy. And hey, we fall a little short. At least um, I, I definitely did better than I would have if I set myself my limit this high. <laughs> so, but uh, so at the end of the day, yeah, like the reason I chose animation is I went to school for computer animation and films. I went to International Fine Arts College in Miami. You know, I've always been into animation, drawing, and comic books and cartooning. And so there's definitely been, and with the computer animation, I learned on Maya. But Maya is a very complex, and it takes you know 40 people to basically you know make a blade of grass look amazing. You know, I mean, I'm exaggerating there, but it just it, it's very work, an hour intensive and stuff. And so, um, you know, I kind of fall back, fall back into the 2D stuff. Then I started exploring and I found um, this company called Toon Boom and their product is amazing. It's called Harmony. So I licensed the product from them, you know, and uh, I've been working with them ever since. And it, it, Toon Boom is just such a great animation software that allows, like, you know, less people to do more work. 
Uh, a lot of what we do is we create templates for all the different characters, front, back, and side. And then we have them with different clothes on, different hats on, different, you know, with uh, different arms or, you know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so, a lot of work. Uh, you know, up, can, it's more work up front. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like it's, it's just we're building like puppets, dropping them in. But then the tricky part for the animation is making it look seamless and natural with the movements and everything else. So it's just like, uh, uh, well, I guess to, to answer your question on time, you know, like how long it takes. The more we do it, the less time it takes, you know, because, you know, you start learning shortcuts and tricks or your skill just increases. Oh, but, um, but, 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 uh, well, I guess the pilot took us 500 hours. So yeah, yeah, like the pilot <laughs> took forever <laughs> because there's a lot of, well, well combined hours, combined yeah. hours between, yeah. you know, him, me, this, whatever. But still, yeah, because it just, it was a, the learning curve. And then once we got to episode one, it's taken less time, but it's still, like, I'm not really sure, like, how many hours directly. But okay, I guess there's a scene where where one of our main characters, a Frodo, jumps across a bar. And just the initial animation of that scene took eight hours. And it's like a 10, 15-second thing. And then later we went back to tweak it. So, you know, total, like, 10 hours, maybe just for, like, 10 seconds. And it depends on the yeah, scene. The, Some scenes yeah. are Faster, and, slower. So. And also, though, the good news to also is that, like, all the main characters have an animated counterpart on the show, and it's kind of it sort of becomes an avatar of what they want in real life. It could be a scrawny kid playing a barbarian. It could be all these juxtapositions. It could be a woman playing a man. It could be a man playing a woman. It, you know, a lot of comedy there. But, but at the end of the day, like, when it comes to the animation, like, we, we have already rigged up all of the main characters from between the pilot and episode one. So now most of the rigging when it comes to creating these templates or these, um, you know, puppets, is, is um, new, new monsters that come out and new enemies or NPCs. So it's going to be, you know, per episode, it's not going to be as laborious because, you know, that, we have a lot of, you know, templates and materials in place and we're ready to go for like a longer extended period of time. It's just getting the initial work done, you know, it takes forever. But, you know, and that's the other thing is, though, just because it takes forever doesn't mean I'm not going to do it. And, and, right. and you know, and, and I'm, uh, this is supposed to, uh, the fact that I chose animation is also to separate us from all the other shows because there are plenty of other shows that don't do animation and do live action. And, I, and there's no reason for me to make another one. Mm, so, yeah. And our, also, we have a comedic sense of humor since we do stand-up comedy, cartoon stand-up comedy, you know, it kind of seems to... Well, yeah, and the, the animation allows us to go further by telling certain jokes. You know, like if you're doing a live action version, you know, like, like the, might, the joke might be too risque because it's live, you know, real people. But yeah. since we're doing an, an animated version... Like, just because it's, it's get less real, in a sense, we can go a lot further with the humor because it's animated, which is one thing we love to do. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> I also, also like it, you know, the, it's safer yeah. to drop an animated character off a cliff or yeah. something, you know. Actors exactly. have to frown on that. <laughs> exactly. Well, here's the, the other thing is, honestly, uh, when I look at our budget, I have more time than money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll spend a time animating than, you know, budget on special effects to throw somebody off a cliff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about the cast of characters. Curling then. people off the cliff? No. Oh, no. The cast of characters. <laughs> and, the, and, the actors, okay, no, no. and the actors that play I them. I mean, I remember the Game Master. Is it uh, Ray? Yeah, Ray. Yeah, yeah. We met. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah I met him. Uh, he and I were him. on the same panel up at Gen Con yeah. years ago. Oh, yeah. He's great. He's like our Bill Murray. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, so the cast of. Yeah, he has that weird uh, sort of uh, charisma that's cool. Yeah. Awesome. But, um, sure, yeah. 
Think of that our, our cast is, is mostly stand-up comedians. Um, with 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 him being one of the exceptions of of, of like uh, traditional actors, he's actually a dramatic actor, like a uh, you know kind of classically trained. He's got he's doing a play out here in L.A. right now, actually um, about B and B as well. So it's kind of like oh, a theme cool. actor. Yeah, I was going to say he's cast. more likely to break out into Shakespeare, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, which is perfect because as a game master, he's you know he's a theatrical, over the top. You know, um, you know, he's basically his motivations are more like he wants followers, he wants subjects, he wants worshippers. He's a king, you know. <laughs> so, so he also wrote the forward to the BCs and Bygones main book. So he has a little bit of like, you know, his um, his character's stories are legendary. Well, yeah, his character wrote the book. Yeah, wait, that, that, that's one thing. It's like yeah. it's funny. It's like the characters are playing a character who's playing a character. <laughs> like the actors, so, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the clarity is like, are we talking about the actor or the or the character the actor is yeah, playing, yeah. or the animated character that the actor is so, playing? So, yeah. so the character that this actor plays wrote the what the foreword on the book that's used in the show that is a prop. For yes. The characters. Yeah, yeah. So he has to make correct. up their animated characters. Exactly. Totally got and it. That prop, yeah. Yes. And that prop gotcha. is what we're doing. We're turning into reality now with the Kickstarter we're running. You know, the Beasties and Bygones prop, we're making the full actual real life <laughs> RPG that you can role play. Oh, fun. So, so right. So, um, you know, on the show, the, the show they play, you know, the game, we don't get to highlight the world because it's so much work to give you 15 seconds of this world. And we've created such a rich world, you know, to sort of mirror different kinds of, um, you know, satire stuff and the parody things. And so we just started realizing, wow, you know how hard it is to, to get, get a glimpse of this world, you know, um, on the show. And it's all about the characters. You know, the game is more a representation of what the characters are going through often or, or you know, or, or to display more of their character or what they want in life. So, so it's more of a tool for storytelling. But now, but now we're taking, we're going to make the game like an actual playable game, so you can play your own over-the-top South Parky fantasy launching parody adventures. And to give you an example of the kind of adventures I'm talking about, because sometimes it's hard to, to, to get that message across, I'll give you one quick little story uh, adventure that we're, that's coming up. It's being released on the Kickstarter page right now. So this is in bygone. It's called the, the Ivory Tower of Decency, and what it is is the, the, the adventures. They stumble into this town. And uh, as they're talking to people and buying stuff and talking to merchants, they notice that, like, I don't know, every fifth or sixth word is a beep. They're being bleeped, you know? They just hear it. They can't hear it, you know? Um, so, and, 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 and then the custom, you know, the, the, basically the players, as they investigate more, they start realizing, noticing that everybody's ankles are blurred. You know, the time. <laughs> and so, so, so after, you know, after even more investigation, they realize that this town is being run sort of like by, by these wizards in this tower because they're, they're uptight about certain words, they cast a spell that's a, that's a censorship spell across the whole town. Even if you're at home alone with your wife, her ankles are blurred. Even if, she, you know, certain words, no matter where you are, they're bleeped. And so what happens is, you know, those people start getting more uptight and uptight as the town, as they're visiting this town, and uh, more words start getting bleeped and more skin starts getting blurred until everybody's just about, you know, a, a big blurry person bleeping at each other. That's all everybody just... You know, unless the adventurers can help, you know, figure out what's going on with, this, you know, try and help stop, help the town from coming, you know, from coming under this rule from these, you know, uptight old uh, totalitarian wizards. Well, you gotta so, be you know, there, there's plenty. Yeah, you never know what ankles will lead to. Well, I guess you do. <laughs> that's, <true. laughs> exactly. that's my point. Yeah, and that's where we're trying to be silly, raunchy, over the top, edgy. You know, they're really where are the where are the role playing games with balls is my question. I mean, 
like, you know, they're comedy ones anyway. Like, they're, they're these comedy role-playing games, I mean, not to call names out, but like, for example, Hackmaster. Being stand-up comedians, like, what's the most important thing to me is funny. I don't care what, I mean, you know, even if potentially I, I offend some people. You know, as long as my intent is pure and, 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 you know, funny and clever is important, you know, I don't care. So we have stuff, like, we have an adventure called The Temple of Excremental Evil. <laughs> And, uh, you know, the adventurers kind of come across all these... If it poops, they can die. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be hearing this forever. (laughs) (laughs) Dominions of Uranus, the god, you know, of... of, uh, of, of ferti- if you ask me, of fertility. I mean, excrement, it, 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 it's everywhere. I mean, our, we, we, our plants grow out of it. Everything poops. I just talked about everybody poops. So this is the god of everybody pooping. And, and like, he has, he has, you know, he has followers like the dingle fairies, you know? <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, um, there, there's, and the, instead of the beholder, how about the behinder? Oh, yeah, that's a good It's one. a giant butt on stalks with other little butts. And, you know, you can imagine what comes out of them when it's attacking you. So... You know, there's all, you know, toilet mimics, you know, what each adventure is going to be trying to tackle one comedic edgy comment. And this is not the book of erotic fantasy for 3.5 OGL. We're not trying to be racing. We're not, there's not going to be pictures of, you know, cartoon boobs on it. This is, this is just going to be irreverent comedy with, with few limits. You know, like we have a, a drug supplement where we're going to go into the effects of like, you know, we're going to go into drug humor. We have, you know, we have plans for, you know, beer and loathing in, in the labyrinth. <laughs> I don't know. I just keep thinking about Mr. Heinke. <laughs> exactly. That's why I say South Park. You know, South Park, you know, but they're making social commentary with Mr. Heinke. It's so funny. Yeah. You know, that's why my inspiration is, you know, you can be funny, edgy, silly, over the top, you know, and, and there's a market for it. Like right now, a lot of comedy RPGs out there, you know, I mean, they're, I don't know, well, they're, they're kid friendly. It's funny, but it's funny in the sense of, the humor is all about like meta humor about gaming, basically. Whereas right. yeah. your your humor, besides being edgy, is also something that everybody can kind of relate to. It just happens to be in a fantasy setting. It could be their very first game, really, and, and they would be they would get the jokes, basically. Mm-hmm. So maybe absolutely, not- yeah. So we're gonna have conceptual jokes, but also you know um, we're, we're hopefully making some kind of point. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, cool. So we, for us, it's stand-up comedy, you know, and, and, and also, you know, um, and, and we're raising it for the Dungeon World and 3.5 OGL system, and I love Dungeon World because the rule system of Dungeon World is very, like, narrative-friendly, it's fast-paced, you know, all, you know, there's things called moves, and moves are what you use to do anything, and, and it's all verbal, and it's perfect for storytelling, and it's perfect for, for joke writing, and so the moves are sort of set up, in my opinion, as sort of like the setup for punchlines, and then the players are going to come in, they're going to perform these moves, and then, you know, essentially there's a list of punchlines or create your own. And one of the classes that's coming out, we were working on it right before you called, and we're going to be releasing it very soon, just want to make sure it's really ready. It's a gesture class. In our world, gestures are, like, kind of very important in, in the world of uh, beasties and bygones. Uh, they're the stand-up comedians. They basically, instead of a scepter, like a gesture, they have gesture scepters, but in our world, they're, they're called scepter phones. And uh-huh. they, amplify, they amplify, you know, his jokes. So... You know, and it's sort of like a target area of effect when he tells jokes. Whoever, whoever's in his potential audience, say 20, 30 feet, but he has, if he has a separate phone, it can be 40 feet, he'll tell jokes, and whoever laughs is affected by this quote-unquote spell, you know? Mm. And then there's going to be just a lot of, like, you know, um, built-in setups for people to, you know, we have a joke, we have a move for the jester called um, a routine. So we're, we're basically, you know, he starts saying, like, who's on first? 
you know? And then, like, the monsters can't help themselves. If they feel, you know, <laughs> if they get affected by it, they, they start to, you know, they start to routine with What's them. on second? I don't know. It's on third. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or or another kind of routine, just a long, long bit, you know? And so, you know, we're just trying to create, you know, comedy role-playing with no limits. You know, maybe, maybe it's just for one game. Maybe just, maybe, and also we're creating, so maybe your characters get sucked into this crazy world for one episode mm-hmm. or one adventure. And then they wake up, and that was just a dream. They end up in like the Vitamin I mean, D Vegemin world. Yeah, exactly. Bizarro. Vitamin D Vegemin. The classic. Yes. Exactly. So yeah, um, you know, so you know, our front right now is a two twofold. The Kickstarter you can you can check out Game Nights Episode One Part One. Um, you can read about Beasts and Bygones of the World, um, including the history of how it was created, which is basically some spell, some like you know mythological creature junkie read some crazy spell before before the age of reason happened and uh cloned earth and when when he when he cast his spell all the you know magical mythical creatures that were dying anyway because man was believing more in science got sucked into this world and so now you know all the creatures in there are are all old mythical creatures from different lands so the world is just like earth except middle ages earth Mm-hmm. So there is a China, but now there those Chinese dragons of myth, they're not myths, you know. And mm-hmm. and uh, often though, when it got when the spell was cast, something happened, and this dark we call taint, the taint, um, affected <laughs> affected it, and affected it tainted everything. So a unicorn, you know, got sucked into this world, but it became a binicorn, no. you know, um, <laughs> two horns and no limits, and uh, you know the, the chupacabra. You know, got uh, and the Sasquatch got mixed in accidentally. Now we have a Chupa Sasquatch. Ooh, that so, could just go horribly wrong. Exactly. Well, and that's the idea. Is you know, we understand we're going to piss some people off, and we're going to be, you know, but but the bottom line is like, you know, we're used to it, and you know, as long oh, as you have a select few people. Oh, that just dangerous. Like if you had a Chupacabra and the, the the size of a Sasquatch, whoo! Yeah. You're in for trouble. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you Just can only imagine. Have you seen that, either one? Um, <laughs> we have three quarterlings. Those are halflings that grew a little taller, and you know, we look down <laughs> on the other halflings. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so yeah, you know, yeah. it, it's just like the whole world is this. We have we have gods. Our gods are basically you know, Aphrodite when she was stuck into the world, she became Hermaphrodite. <laughs> she's, she's she's a god of you know sexual ambiguity now. He she is the goddess. Uh, you know. Um, we have a god called Penator, you know, and he's a, uh, you know, he's a male ego, you know, male sexuality. We have gods, we have excremental gods, brown ones, green ones, gas, gaseous excrementals. <laughs> um, so, you know, we just went through all kinds of mythologies and just started parroting and riffing. And it's kind of what we do, what we've been doing forever, whether it's for stand-up comedy or even in our games. I remember when I was a kid and I was, you know, running games, I would take them so seriously. And then my group just happened to be the type that would just like, you know, come up with the craziest things. Like, I want to play a talking chicken from that show Mighty Max. Or, you know, in my, you know, I'm like, this is a race game. Like, you know, this is supposed to be a pathos and death. And, you know, so and in the middle of, like, you know, trying to save the, the, the king, like, you know, the characters would just, like, go take a, a pee in the corner or something. You know, it just, it, it would kill us. So, so you know, I, I ended up stopped. I was like, you know what, I'm going to stop, stop trying to fight this. This is, uh, this, <laughs> people want to sometimes let loose Give into the madness. Go crazy. Well, yeah, like, yeah, I, you know? yeah. I mean, well, I one of my favorite characters. I had um, Suki, the gun bunny bunny. She was an actual gun <laughs> bunny, but she was a bunny, and so she was like about four and a half feet tall, 
and calico, but instead of traditional calico, she was that pink camouflage, just like that tacky pink camouflage you see, you know. And then, then so she was lop-eared, but she would wrap her ears up in the old, like the Japanese, where it would stick straight up on top of her head, and yeah. uh, had a samurai sword and like a machine gun with like the Rambo bullet things across her. And because uh, they were like, a gun bunny's not really a bunny. I'm like, I know, but mine is totally going to be a bunny. <laughs> and then, exactly. Then a couple years later, we go and we adopt this rabbit from the Humane Society. And she's black and white wow. now, but at the time she was calico. And I'm like, Suki, <laughs> Suki, the gun bunny bunny. <laughs> so, yeah, that, the craziest ones are usually the most fun. Obviously, no 3.5 because Pathfinder and Dungeon mm-hmm. Dragons and such. But uh, I'm not as familiar with Dungeon World rule system. You know, another rule system, if you decide to ever expand, you might want to check out, which maybe Rory thought of, the Fate mm-hmm. game system. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, we, it's even on the page there. It says, you know, we, we plan on uh, expanding out. Because what, what, what we're making here is a campaign source book. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to make one for 3.5 and one for a Dungeon World. And so the camp, it's going to have the basic rules in there because we're allowed to with the OGL and we're allowed to with the Creative Commons thanks, thanks to, you know, the, those awesome publishers and stuff. But we're just going to have enough for people to play it, maybe, you know, not get too deep into the rules and just kind of the basic mechanics to play um, because, you know, people already have the rule books. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so this is mostly about the source material. And so, yeah, we're definitely planning on expanding to fate. It's just, you know, we're trying to make people, you know, 3.5 and, and, and Dungeon World were a choice um, because, A, was, you know, this is a good following for both. Um, mm-hmm. a good demand. And then also, 3.5 is a crunchy system, and Dungeon World is a is more like fate, mm-hmm. which is more story-based. And so I, I, love you know, I was like, all right, well, yeah, me too, and me too. But a lot of people do love the, the 3.5, and so, we, we, you know, this way we can tackle a crunchy system and tackle, you know, a story-based one. And then, and then, and hopefully, maybe. I mean, if we unlock stretch goals, or if, if we overfund or something, we'll, we'll definitely, you know, jump into fate just to manage our, um, our our workload here. We're planning on also, you know, maybe doing fifth as soon as the OGL is ready. And so, when it comes to the crunchy versions of this game, you know, in, in the crunchy version of D and D, like 2.5 or 2.75 or any of these, there's a lot more charts, you know, which is great because there's a lot more opportunities for comedy in charts. Mm-hmm. And and so we were just going to get more meta. And we're in, in Dungeon World. We're going to concentrate, and that's why we're talking Dungeon World first, so we can get the concept, conceptually the characters and creatures down. Because Dungeon World does force you sort of drill down what is the concept of you know the, the essence of these characters, races, monsters, creatures, whatever. And then 3.5, we can get really granular and 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 really you know dive deeper into you know making it you know more. Accurate more of a, yeah, 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 or more, I guess, yeah, more, uh, more, you know, just more. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know story based. You know, more. Story based more, more. a lot to your imagination. Yeah, yeah. More. Like, well, well, here, like, like an example, you, you, uh, uh, for the gaseous excremental, you know, how many spaces does it take up on the map? And right. the, the area of effect of it. You know, you know, it's, it's more detail or anything like that, which is cool. Like, I, like, like, like we we love both systems. It's like, like I love rules and detail, but I also love concepts. So it's kind of interesting when we're going over like making it for the various systems. You know, because it's like wow, like and, and and oh, and then the other neat thing I love about making it not just for one rule system is that sometimes we get inspired to invent a new like sub rule that we can then apply to all the systems mm-hmm. from using a certain system. You know, so then it's kind of like it's one of those the sum of its, or I mean, the end result is greater than the sum of its parts. Right. So that's neat. 
so yeah, and, and in short, we have we have plans for other for other uh, you know rule systems, but uh, just to I guess to you know to, to make sure we provide we deliver quality product by the time that you know we, we say we're going to or as close to as we can, and uh, you know and to you know really sort of define the world in every part of it. We wanted to, we're going to try and talk with tackle two for now. And then fate is definitely, it was my third one. If we were going to do three, it would have definitely been fate. I love fate too. It's just good. Dungeon World is already a fantasy world. Yeah. So, um, and so is D and D 3.5. So, you know, it's just seems natural. Okay. Now we did mention also that you have a Kickstarter campaign going. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about that? What's some of the rewards you like to highlight for that Kickstarter? Great. Okay, cool. Um, well, the ones I'd like to highlight are there's a, uh, a $22 pledge right now, that's an early bird uh, adventure level, it's called. And, uh, it's you know, the regular pledge is 25 but you can save 3 bucks, and there's 92 right now left. So plenty of opportunity to save $3 there. But in that level, you'll get basically all the PDFs for both systems. Oh, and that's the core rule book and an adventure bundle that we're doing. Right, an adventure bundle that, that cur- uh, currently has adventures that we've already talked about, which are like um, the Temple of Excremental Evil, Beer and Loathing in the Labyrinth, um, <laughs> the Porcelain Pantheon, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, <porcelain> pan- <laughs> the Supplement, of, um, the Isolation of Clog, and uh, Seasonal sur- Scourge of Sinterklaas. So oh, nice. Santa Claus, evil, evil Santa Claus, uh, you know, um, monster, and the Tower of Decency, the Ivory Tower of Decency, which is the adventure built into the campaign source book. So you'll get that for 23. You'll get all of the PDF plus all of the um, game nights, uh, episode one, the pilot, the bloopers, real, and behind the scenes footage for 22, and then eventually 25 if we run out of those early birds. And then um, there's also, lastly, if you want a print copy of one of the campaign books. And then all the PDFs for that specific system, $32, and you can get an OGL 3.5 or Dungeon World print-on-demand copy. You know, everything here, I'm also giving away, you know, special thanks credit because we wouldn't be able to. A traditional publishing company would never make this game. It's going to be way too, um, I don't know, too uh, bound, I don't know, too edgy or raunchy or so we call it raunchy comedy role-playing. Then there's $50 level, which gives you one print copy. Of, of either 3.5 or Dungeon World, and all the PDFs for both systems. But for a limited time, I, I opened up a $70 pledge level that'll get you basically call it the hoarder level. It'll get you two cop, a copy of a print copy of both and PDFs for everything, including coupons to get them from Drive Through RPG at co- close to cost as possible. So for 70 bucks, you can pretty much there's only there's a limited amount of those available because shipping two books and this being our first Kickstarter. We're trying to keep it as streamlined as possible, but at the same time, we, we had requests say, "I want, I want a print copy of both." So, to mitigate that, we're, you know, we have a limited amount of them, but we'll open up more as people are interested. So, 70 bucks gets you everything. 22 everything PDF. 32 one print everything PDF. Nice, great. Plus, plus all the game night stuff. Oh, and, and actually, uh, if if you don't mind uh, me chiming in with this, the if if you're going to Gen Con this year. We do have a couple pledge levels because we're shooting a pickup scene for uh, to put in in the episode. So so basically, there's a couple pledge levels there that you can actually be in the show. Uh, and in and, and you know it's a high level pledge. You know it's like a vanity pledge, and you also get all the books or whatever it says. But uh, yeah, and, if, and even if there. you want to be a if you want to be a character on the show, we have animation pledge levels. Send us the MP3 files of what we need your character to say. We'll have one of the monsters or NPC animated characters on the show say it. I don't believe that. It, I think that's about a hundred bucks. Oh, fun! So we have a lot of fun little pledges in there as well. That's cool. So the Kickstarter, when's it end? 
It ends April 15th, tax day. Ah, good <laughs> date. People will remember that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, just like just like uh, normally, it, the world ends April 15th. <laughs> Um, and, just, and then uh, also the, the Kickstarter is up there. At, just look for Beasties and Bygones. Well, good luck, guys. Do you want to talk a little bit more about the show real quick? Because I like to ask sometimes if there's any funny stories on set that happen. Usually if you have oh, yeah. a comedy and especially if you have <laughs> know, these guys, on board. Oh, yeah. These guys seem pretty straight-laced and buttoned up. There might not oh, be anything so? funny. Oh, man. <laughs> they have been there was so some, there was... serious this whole interview. Is there any uh, funny stories <laughs> you can think of? One time somebody stuck in my foot. I'm saying. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, well, yeah, there's plenty of definitely, but I, the, uh, you know, the one that popped in my head um, right away was, you know, we were shooting, uh, we were shooting uh, the the pilot at, at one of my friends' houses, and um, you know, in the background, you we hear uh, nonstop beeping. I mean, a, be- a honking like a horn in the middle of all of our scenes. I mean, nonstop, just you know. And yeah. as you know, in film, like there's only so much you can control sound. Yeah. So I only have so much time with uh, at my friend's house, you know, before I have to go. And, and you know, a lot of these scenes happen around a table in the same place. So I kind of need that space for as long as I can get, and all the actors in the same place, which is kind of nice on that show, to helps with scheduling and budgeting. But, you know, in this particular case, it turned out that this woman, you know, in the building next door locked herself inside her own garage, parking garage, and just sat there honking like forever until one of our one of our PAs ran across the street and like helped went up into her house and got her keys. And, uh, How do you or, lock or the, you know, in a garage? Bizarre. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, door I mean, opener, or you can't just pull it open, or... Oh, no, 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 wait, 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 the way I'm, like, wasn't it, wasn't it, like, someone had spent the night at someone else's house, like, you know, oh, yeah. like, even at a club, I think that's what it was, I think it's what, and it was the person, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the memory's, like, floating back, yeah, so, so, and, and I don't remember if, if we figured this out through hearing little bits or whatever, but what it seemed to be is, yeah, this person spent the night at someone else's apartment, you know, uh, having fun, and in the morning, the other person had left, but then the, this person couldn't get out, because it wasn't their place. Oh. Ah. That's what I think happened. They were trapped in. They couldn't open the gate to leave. So then it was like, right. yeah, we're sitting like, there. Like, yeah, we're yeah, sitting yeah. there. So with like... found, found a way to get the gate open or something. Or like... <laughs> I think it's those censorship yeah, so wizards. That was they a good like, yeah, as well, Marital yeah. sex. Curse your mind. Minds are fuddled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were married, yeah. but just to other people. <laughs> yeah. You don't yeah. Know. That was a good deed. The only time I do good deeds is, is when, it, um, when I have to to get what I need to get done to Instant complete my schedule. Karma. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, who cares the reason why? But, I mean, we had a bunch of other stories like that, but that one was kind of nuts because we're in the middle of shooting and, and the actors are really getting into it. And, you know, all of a sudden, like, you know, there's no way to get rid of that noise. And, you know, it, it, we were like, okay, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait. It was not ending. What is going on here? Like, <laughs> so it was one of those. We have some behind-the-scenes yeah. footage, that, blooper reel stuff that's going to be out, out there. That's, a lot of this stuff, we have no shame. We're comedians. So, um, you know, only, only a handful of, like, you know, people, including Nathan Hurd, by the way, who's an actor, and he, he's a comedian and actor. He's our main star. He plays Afrodo. He's the, um, the three-quarterling who has, <laughs> a, has an Afro. He's a black, he's a black one. They're, they're black um, you know, two quarterlings, and um, he has an afro, and he keeps his arrows in his hair. Yeah, um, quiver. quiver. But but the actor who plays Nathan is actually he's very talented, and he's um 
he, he actually he was on American Horror Story. He was the, the albino one of the albino guys who burned the witch at the stake. Oh, okay. If you watched that show. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's definitely out here doing his thing, doing stand up comedy, really funny, also acting. But in general, I'm saying none of us have much shame. So you know, our blooper reel, we're going to show you the you know, the worst of the worst. Like, I don't care. I just want to spoil one one of the things I can't wait for the blooper reel. In the scene, in, in episode one, part one, there's a scene where, where, where actually uh, Hoppy's character talks about his character's seed, like, as in, like, he was a father. <laughs> and, and he just kept on, like, but, but the problem is we had to do several takes because by accident he kept on saying, semen instead of seed <laughs> so like yeah i, I like I, I can't wait to, to just put all those together back to back in that blooper reel and yeah yeah when i said that my character was having a um you know sort of my character's sort of fighting with the other that you know the bill murray character ray's <laughs> character the other game master we're fighting for players but also the attentions of this woman that we both like and um so we're arguing about who's who you know um you know, she's playing in both of our games. So we're arguing about how, you know, whose game lasts longer, you know, of course, you know, like a sex joke. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she plays in my game. She's played in my game too. And then my, and then as I'm leaving storming out because she seems to be flirting with him, I'm like, you know what? In the game, we're married. In the game, we have a baby. My character's seed. And then I like, bust out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I think your blooper so, really like that. Two versions, uncensored and then the censored by the wizards version. From the beep. And you just have random. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have yeah. random beats and blurred yeah. ankles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then have a wizard at the end, like wink at you. Yeah. Saving yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the world one ankle at a time. <laughs> All right. Well, great guys. Say, women with cankles though would be very grateful for the blurring. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sure, sure, that's true. You're assuming that we want to show our ankles. <laughs> we, we are well, then maybe it's a personal spell. <laughs> sure. we, you know, in this little town, Kangles should be an honor. Yeah. Well, it's been great talking to you guys. Uh, before we go, can you tell everyone where they can find your Kickstarter and also where they can find you guys and your show? You can find our Kickstarter. You know, do, uh, if you go to uh, Beasties and Bygones, do a search on some of tabletop games. You can see our show. Uh, it's at criticalhitmedia.com. That's our company name. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Directed By Me. And um, also, we have Facebook groups for Critical Hit Media and Game Nights. And so, how about you, Ed? Anything? Yeah, well, it kind of covers it all, I think. Smoke, you, smoke signals if you want to get a hold of Ed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not sure you yeah. can see him from here. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> And that's about it. So, I got um, LA smog. Thanks, thanks for having me. <laughs> well, thank you, Javier, and we're glad you could join us too, Ed. It was great. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you. Hello, this is Ben Dobbins from Zombie Orpheus Entertainment, and you are listening to Genretainment. Well, big thanks to Javier and Ed for chatting with us. Now, coming up on our upcoming episodes, we'll have author and professor Tim Wagner as a guest. He's published numerous novels, three short story collections, and has over 100 published stories in the fantasy, horror, and thriller genres. So needless to say, we have a detailed discussion about his books and writing. <laughs> we'll also be speaking with professional actor Michael Laskin about his 35 years working in film, television, theater, and voiceovers. He is also the author of the new book, The Authentic Actor, The Art and Business of Being Yourself. And we have more web series fun coming up with our interview with Britton Valenti, the creator of the sci-fi web series Interrogation. So keep an eye open or an ear. 
open for those episodes <laughs> and many more. We want to remind you that you can keep track of us on our Genretainment Facebook page, Marks' Twitter account, which is at Mr. Marks, our website at genretainment.com, or all of the shows at scifipulseradio.com. So that's it for today's Genretainment. We'll be back soon with all new guests from our favorite films, TV shows, novels, and web series. Genretainment is a production of Alien Jugglebug Productions. Until, Until next, next time. time. Head monkey.